Hello and welcome to the Three Inning Save Podcast. Hey, we did week to week. Look at that. Whoa, right, yeah. A little, little bit of normalcy, which is welcome. Welcome it's, right now. It's what it's what we strive for, for A, for our podcast to be regular, but also for there to be regular three inning saves across Major League Baseball. <laughs> we, so we need cooperation on that end. But, uh, but you yeah. know what? I think the, if the, the Rays will keep bringing in people, they'll eventually DFA and we'll be fine. So. I, I think I think so. Um, we have a lot to talk about on this episode. I believe we're going to discuss the entirety of the Dylan Kobe era, and um, <laughs> it's just what, what one of the weirdest weeks I can remember. Like, not egregiously like bad or good, just just weird. And like I'm, I'm glad weird. you're here. I'm glad I was able to make it. I'm still in the middle of a lot of uh, life stuff. You get to catch me up. I again, I have some. Sort of around the around the edges of knowledge of what happened, but I'm excited to get get the details from you. I'm gonna I'm gonna call you you're our expert. Whoa, there you go. It's a lot a lot to live up to. <laughs> uh, we're gonna do that, and then we have questions from Craig. But yeah, we don't we don't have time for anything else. You just got to catch us up, and it's gonna take probably four hours, but it'll be fine. We'll be there uh, in uh, after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So as a loyal reader, I was checking truebluela.com uh the other day and saw that you uh bobby miller's coming up it looks like it um uh, before we get into that obviously important news just because oh. i noted it before the break um uh J- josh winkowski on the red Sox on friday recorded a three inning save so i just oh. want to make sure we got that on the record uh, sure uh, red Sox against the padres so he that was a that was a six one game, so it wasn't like a it wasn't like the kind I prefer the 
very weird <laughs> game in a blowout. But uh, no, that's that's good. So anyway, that's three inning save. Um, perhaps if uh, on Tuesday the Dodgers might get a three inning save if. They build a large lead with Bobby Miller on the mound. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, real quick, now that you've got my money, do you have you looked up ever the most earned runs allowed in a save? So presumably I, the three inning variety. I, I'm I'm certain I have. I have no recollection right. of who actually it is. Oh, I think I just asked for next week's trivia question, which <laughs> yeah. is going to be impossible, but we'll find no, out. Um, yeah. There's there's been a lot like because I think I wrote about it. Um, I'm when I, like I wrote last year about like my love of a three inning save, and I'm fairly certain I I went deep into like, well then there's this guy who gave up <laughs> you know like this, and then but I, I have no recollection of who it actually was. So, all right, so uh, yeah, catch me up. Just read the oh. transaction report in the your most deadpan <laughs> voice. If if we if I was just saying we we could have I texted you earlier in the week we could just do the podcast and it's just reading the roster moves for the week. And we'd get into about roughly an hour, like uh, <laughs> done. So we're, we're so we're recording on a Sunday. The Dodgers are just played a series in St. Louis. They are in Atlanta now, about to play three games against the Braves. And the first two games of that series are going to be started by Gavin Stone and Bobby Miller, their top two pitching prospects. So obviously, very important time for the organization. Everything must be going swimmingly. <laughs> oh, and then, uh, but yeah, no, it's been. Uh, a very weird, like uh, a very odd week. So, um, just the 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 bigger sort of things. Uh, I did a, a solo episode. Sorry, Jacob. Uh, earlier in the week, when Dustin May injured his elbow, he left his Wednesday start after one inning. Um, they said flexor pronator strain, and then they put him on the injury list with a right forearm strain. It's all related, like. Bottom line is he's he's going to be out a long time, like a month, uh, four to six weeks at minimum. Would imagine it might be longer. He's getting a PRP injection, so he's a long term. Uh, you know, he's going to be missing for a while. Then um, the next day, this was that was Wednesday, and then on Thursday, um, Julio Urias um, allowed four home runs in an inning, uh, tying a Dodger record. We'll get into that, um, but. Two days later, he landed on the injured list with a strained hamstring. So he's more of a short-term thing. But the bottom line is the Dodgers have two holes in their starting rotation. Um, and so Gavin Stone is going to come up Monday to fill in for May. He's going to be sort of the – he's going to fill in for May's spot for a while. Like he, he's been doing well in AAA. He, he was kind of shaky in his major league debut, but it was understandable. Um but he's been looking better. Bobby Miller had shoulder soreness in spring. He didn't pitch at all in spring training, and then he was a late start to the AAA season. Kind of uneven over his first three starts. He had a good start last week, six innings, six strikeouts, one run. But, like, I think in a normal situation, they wouldn't want to, like, you know, necessarily rush him right now. Like, let's let's get him a little more removed from, like, shoulder soreness, that sort of a thing. But they're kind of at a point where they almost don't have a choice. Like um, everyone else is like just either unavailable or maybe not as feasible. Um, there was some thought that they could dip into like the the, the group at Double A because pretty much the entire Double A Tulsa rotation is like has like a one ERA or you know one something ERA. They've just been lights out like. Now, obviously, the jump from Double A to the majors, and like, who knows what? This, but I think 
as long as whatever they've seen from Miller, they've they're clearly like on board with. So I'm I'm sure they're not going to put him in harm's way. Um, but yeah, just so so those two guys are going to start Monday, Tuesday in Atlanta. How long Miller goes? Not sure, um, because um, Urias is probably not going to miss more than two starts. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. So so maybe Miller starts. They have also have an off day on Thursday coming. So I don't know if it's like a Miller starts Tuesday. They do the option him bring a reliever up and then figure out the other start later you know that kind of a thing but do doing that um sort of kicking the can and figuring out we just need a new guy today kind of thing that was pretty much this entire last week for the dodgers now i know you you've obviously been busy but like sort of watching from afar Mm -hmm. did you watch any of the the monday game last week against the twins the uh, I believe I dubbed it the Phil Bickford game. It I was did. I actually game. watched the entirety of um, Phil Bickford coming out. It was the my first day home, I think. Maybe yeah. that's not right. The point being, there was a reason why I was up and in front of a TV um, and needing to go to bed early. I remember that. I'm like, <laughs> oh, course, yeah. uh, this is great. Uh, it, it, it seems to be ending nice and on time. And then, it, you know, extra innings and all that. Yeah, I, I will. I'm. Yeah, I did, those, that was a there was a couple long nights in a row there just just from that like that was a long game in general, but then it was just like a, a lot of writing too. Like I'm not like I mean like, wait I have a much worse situation. No, no, it's not that. It's like that was just a very weird and long night, and it's it, it sort of felt like well we wanted to we only had I think two relievers were down that night. I believe it was Evan Phillips and Bruiser Gratterall. Oh no, Phillips gave up a run. It was Gratterall and someone else. I forgot who was down, but um, they even had Bruiser Gratterall warming up in the in the twelfth in case the game went to thirteen, and luckily it did not. But um, that that sort of chaotic energy has kind of lasted all week because they haven't been able to sort of catch up from the uh, like like just sort of being behind the eight ball on the pitching side. So, so that game was, if you remember, it started with Noah Syndergaard, who was coming off of his like finger uh, blister, like rupturing and having the nastiest like hole in his finger, bleeding all over the ball in Milwaukee. So he had only pitched an inning in the previous two weeks because they they skipped him for the Padre, the first Padres series, and then they reshuffled the rotation. So um, they didn't expect much out of him. He went four innings that day. So the Dodgers had to cover eight innings in the bullpen. And then uh, Tuesday comes around. They actually – so Dylan Covey, we mentioned him at the top. He was in the clubhouse Tuesday, um, but he was just on the taxi. They actually didn't add anyone Tuesday. They just sort of winged it. And then they had Kershaw going. And if you remember the week before in Milwaukee, he they were in like a similar situation right after the one-inning Cindergard start. Um and they, they decided not to call someone up that day. And then they just like, Clayton, we need you to go long. And he did. He went seven innings. Um, this time on Tuesday, he only went four. Now, obviously, um, you know, he we talked about this last week. That was also his first start after his mom died. Uh, Dave Roberts, after the game Tuesday, said um, Clayton Kershaw, he, he seemed like more agitated on the mound. Like he had a... Um, a three disengagement balk called on him, like for throwing over just seemed kind of out of sorts a little bit. 
he was getting strikeouts, but he was also laboring. He threw 90 pitches in four innings. He skipping ahead a little bit to Sunday. He he was also laboring on Sunday. He didn't get out of the fourth. Uh, about 95 pitches and three and two thirds. So Roberts, after the game Sunday, said um, uh, Kershaw was feeling some body fatigue his last two starts, so he's just kind of tired. Now he also said Kershaw is going to go on bereavement leave when the Dodgers are in Atlanta. He is going to start next Saturday in Tampa Bay. So I think maybe this is a thing where he was he's just been like we mentioned earlier in the season, like he led the National League in innings in in April, and I I would not have expected that from him, um, given like his workload the last few years. So maybe that's catching up to him a little bit. But um, anyway, so he goes four innings, so they have to cover, you know, five innings. The bullpen has to cover five innings that game. They go into Wednesday. Oh, by the way, how they covered that two innings, um, it was basically using about three tired relievers, um, and then on at the at the end they used. Um, uh, uh, Justin Brule pitching for his third straight day. They asked him to go two innings um, on his third straight day. Just a, as a, it's not, I guess, if depending on how old you are and how you like sort of watch baseball, that's not that uncommon. And it's hard to avoid over a, a long season. But the Dodgers have generally rarely pitched uh, someone on three straight days. Like I think Bruiser Gratterall did it earlier this year. Those were the only two, him and Brule. So, just it was just a rough situation, so they it was kind of they kind of asked him to wear it for the last two innings on that Tuesday game, and then because baseball is cruel, he got optioned on, on Wednesday to make room for Dylan Kobe as the new fresh arm. Kobe was a starter in AAA. They probably needed some bulk relief at some point. They thought, and then immediately Dustin May goes out after one inning with a hurt elbow. So they're they're playing like scramble mode, scramble mode, scramble mode. Kobe goes four plus innings uh, in relief on Wednesday. Then he gets designated for assignment Thursday because they brought up Andre Jackson as the new, um, the new long guy. Jackson goes three and a third Thursday, and then they option him on Friday. So they're just uh, like the, it's all. It's not only the Dylan Kobe era; it's the Tyler Sear era. Uh, they brought him up. He's still around. Wander Suero came up Saturday when um, Urias went on the injured list. And then they even brought Brule back like the day after they optioned him on Thursday because May went on the injury list, so it allowed that to happen. So it's just been like a revolving door and then just trying to figure out um, who's getting the innings. Uh, Noah Syndergaard, uh, Tony Gonsolin Friday went five scoreless. Noah Syndergaard uh, Saturday went five innings. Those are the two longest starts in the last seven days for the Dodgers. They – Dodger starters for this week averaged three and two thirds innings, and uh, they went um, from the the Noah's, the Monday game through Thursday. The starters went four, four, one, and three innings, and that's their longest streak of not going more than four innings. Or the Dodgers having a starter not going more than four innings for four straight games. They hadn't. They've done it like five times as LA Dodgers. Team. There was a, uh, a Brooklyn team in 1942 that did it five straight. So, like, it's uncharted territory to, like, tax your bullpen like that heavily in such a short amount of time. So that that's kind of where they're at. Now, that said, like, they, you would think in hearing that, like, 
did they did, are they on a seven game losing streak or something like that? But no, they they went three and four, and they only went three and four because they lost the last two in St. Louis. So, it, I mean, they're just trying to get by at this point, right? Like they're just they're just doing their best, and uh, it's it's been a very very like sort of trying, taxing, however you want to call it. Just been a weird week. I'd love to hear uh, more positives about the week, unless you still have some weird stuff to tack on. Yeah, so I mentioned the Urias uh, allowing four home runs. So he he's actually tied uh, for the major league lead in home runs allowed on the season, which has <laughs> been a. It's been a it's I was going to try to jump but on no. it where you just said leads in home runs. Like, hey, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> the Dodgers have a home run leader. Way, yay! No, oh no, um, no. Um, but the the only other pitcher um in Dodgers history to allow four home runs in an inning was Ben Wade on May 28, 1954. Speaking of uh, Justin Bruhl, uh Wade was working on his third straight day of relief and then he was brought in a game the Dodgers were losing 11 to 6 to the New York Giants at the Polo Grounds in the 8th and then they tattooed him for uh four home runs. Um so Ben Wade uh only pitched that one inning uh and probably for good reason. No, also the game ended, but um, he he's notable because um, he later became the Dodgers scouting director. Um, so from from like he was a scout for a long time, then he was scouting director from like 1973 to 1990. So among other like Oral Hershiser mentioned him on the broadcast because uh, when Oral Hershiser got drafted, Ben Wade was the scouting director, the lead guy. He was also the scouting director when Mike Piazza was drafted as a favor to Tommy Lasorda. It was basically. I guess, depending on the stories that you read about that, it's, you know, they begrudgingly were like, okay, we'll draft this guy. Mm-hmm. Like, not like it was 62nd round or whatever, but yeah. So what's what's weird too about the Urias thing is, uh, you know, anytime, like we saw this happen with Andre Jackson, he allowed four home runs in a game. It was over two innings earlier in the year. And then they found that he was tipping pitches. So that's sort of always a concern when someone just gets lit up like that. So they were going to look into it. And then like the next day, this is in between – this Thursday start and then Saturday when he went on the injured list. But basically Roberts is like, nope, he was just leaving the ball, like a ball right over the middle. Mark Pryor said the same thing there. He's just kind of been bad. Like they didn't say it that way, but like, <laughs> that's just how they were kind of saying it. So uh, anyway, that's where they're at. But um, uh, also in that uh, 1954 game, when I was looking up, cause I wanted to see if like the newspapers mentioned it specifically about Wade, there wasn't a lot of stuff, but the day before that game, Duke Snyder got his 1,000th career hit. Uh, that was a notable thing in, in the newspapers at the time. And Freddie Freeman is nearing his 2,000th hit. Um, he's only 36 shy as at the time of recording this. He did get a milestone, uh, another milestone in St. Louis. So he was um, uh, heading into that game in, on Thursday. He was sitting on 299 home runs. Uh, on the homestand, he... While at two, on 299, he doubled off the wall twice, so very close to hitting a 300th home run, just missed. He also tripled off the wall in the fifth inning of that Thursday game in St. Louis, so he's, he's just like near misses all the time. But then in the sixth inning against uh, Genesis uh, Cabrera, um, he got a lot of grand slam, so that was his 300th home run. He's the 155th player ever with 300 home runs. He's only the fifth player to hit the 300th while with the Dodgers. I believe Sarah Langs noted um, that uh, the only other uh, MLB player to hit their 300th home run as a grand slam was Ruben Sierra. Um, 
So, yeah, the other thing is uh, J.D. Martinez, if we're looking forward, he's at six home runs right now. He's at 288 in his career. So the Dodgers could have double 300 this year if he uh, picks it up a little bit. So, um, but, yeah, that's that's kind of it. <laughs> that's where we're at. But I do have um, another sort of home run related uh, fact for you here. So James Altman had a grand slam on Wednesday against the Twins. That that won the um, the Dustin May game. So the the game they were sort of scrambling. They ended up winning seven to three. Um, this that was his second grand slam this season. He also hit one April twentieth at Wrigley Field. That was a ninth inning grand slam to break a tie. Before James Altman, who was the last Dodgers rookie to hit two grand slams in a season? I don't know, but you know what? I I have a way of making this uh, not completely throwing out uh blind names and we'll we'll reveal that after this with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Who was the last Dodger rookie? to uh hit two grand slams in the same season that's my guess uh, my i first hint, my hint to you before, before you, uh, is that this player won rookie of the year <laughs> okay okay sorry uh yeah. i was laughing because i was like that was the question no no rookies aren't cannot have to win that award okay so th- i was going to turn this in the clock game um uh, yeah, no, I also did. I'm going to guess, and I'm going to only get three guesses, and you're going to yep. tell me if uh, the player won in the rookie season was before or after my guess. How about that? Sure. Okay. Decide if I want to. So the, the way to play clock game on price rate is correctly is to binary search. You pick a number that you think is in the middle of the ranges and then just sure do that. So try and decide if I want to do that or not. Uh, let's start with... Eric Karras. Earlier. 
Oh no. <laughs> Why are you doing this to me? Uh, now I have to remember Dodger hitters who won rookie of the year. Um, did Frank Howard win rookie of the year? He did in 1960 when he hit two grand. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I like how you went immediately to Frank Howard. I thought that was going to take a little bit. Um, uh, so in 1960, May 17th, his first home run of the season was against Bob Boole of um, the Milwaukee Braves. Um, and then on when was his other one? Oh, on July 28th against Jim O'Toole of the Reds, he also hit a grand slam. That was at Dodger Stadium. So congrats. I'm looking at uh, the pos. You know, there are only uh, is Steve Sachs, Ted Sizemore, Lefebvre. There are only three hitting Rookie of the Years. Well, Jim uh, Gilliam uh, in, in Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, well, Gilliam was before Howard, so clock game. Oh no, you're right. Before, before I didn't have that. I didn't have that yeah. standing. So yeah. I was assuming you were going to give me a broken player, but uh, not really. I, I was, done it. Could have done it. Only, it only popped into my head as you were mentioning the clock game. Yeah, and if you I had thinking, said, "Wait a minute," uh, uh, or, or I guess I got guess would have gone with Jackie, and then tapped out. Those would have been my three. So cool. Yeah. If you had said later, uh, I was not going to – maybe I would have eventually gotten into sex, but I'm still tired, so maybe not. Sure. I don't think I was going to guess uh, Livy Bray so, uh, or Ted Sizemore. All right. Hey, uh, I feel I'm out in cloud nine. That wasn't an easy – I thought, I thought <laughs> you maybe you would uh, you know, go, man, he's going through some times right now. I'm going to give him a give him a cookie. And uh, no, you didn't. So I'm I, think, I think I did because you nailed it. Oh, so fair enough. I, I think I just that – just, in my head that says – Time to time to go, uh, uh, Zach Wheat next week. <laughs> see what we can do. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see how how you fare because it's time for with Jens and Greg. We love them. I almost just uh, introduced all of these in the to the tune of uh, "I Love LA," uh, but you, no one wants to hear me try and uh, be on key because I won't be. I have to, uh, I'm going to get you the first question and then I have to find my cheat sheet. I don't know where it went. And uh -oh. I don't know these things by heart. All right. Reportedly, Bobby Miller's making his MLB debut start this finish uh, upcoming weekend. Lena. That was a way to say that sentence. Yeah. That start will almost be the 15th anniversary of Clayton Kershaw's Major League Baseball debut, which was on May 25th, 2008. So let's talk about the Dodger pitchers who made their first career appearance as a starter since Kershaw made his first start back in 2008. All right, you ready? Sure. There have been 19 pitchers who made their first career appearance as a Dodger starting pitcher since um, Kershaw's start in 2008. Who was the last pitcher to collect their first win on their debut? Um, so before I answer that, I, I, that reminded me of another note. So Kershaw, I mentioned, went four innings Tuesday and then three and two-thirds on Sunday. To give you an idea how rare that is, he's only had one other time when he went back-to-back -back starts without going more than four innings, and it was in 2008 when mm -hmm. the season. So, like, very odd. Um, so 19 pitchers since Kershaw. Who was the last one to collect a win in their Major League debut? Um, 
Oh boy. Um, Jose De Leon. Dead on. September fourth, wow. two thousand sixteen. Nice. I don't remember if I was at that game or not. I'm. Pr- I think I was, but I just remember it. I remember because he won. I think he wore eighty-seven because his birthday's August seventh. I'm getting that right. I'm a uh, fun times. Anyway, sorry. Uh, Kershaw has seven strikeouts in his debut. Three other pitchers had seven strikeouts in their first start, and one had nine strikeouts. Can Eric name these debut whiff masters? <laughs> um, nine strikeouts in the debut. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so now. D- hmm. I actually think it was daily. Yeah, I wanted to to just say you might have been there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay, so now now it's about the seven. Um, So you need three names. Sure. Um, What about um, Kenta Maeda? Nope. Oh, wait. This is terrible. Um, Okay. Since Kershaw, 2008, seven strikeouts. Why can't I remember? Um, wait, uh, let's just go back for an old school. Uh, John Eli. <laughs> nope. I don't, I don't think he did seven. Okay. John Eli was the, uh, just so you know, the uh, first person to make the debut after Kershaw. Oh, okay. Um, well, what about, oh, no, 2008. No, he was before. Okay. Um, hmm. I'll give you years if you want them. Well, I think I do. All right. You have 2016, 2013, and 2011. Oh, boy. Um, what about um, Nate Evaldi? Uh, on uh, August 6, 2011. So then I, have, I have 13 and 16. Yep. Oh, there was another 16, huh? Um, Made a, an appearance against the Dodgers this week. What? <laughs> um, all right. That's, oh, oh, um, Brock Stewart. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing well for Minnesota. But at, both Jose De Leon and Brock Stewart pitched in that series, by the way. <laughs> and Kyle Farmer had like some good hits, so it, it was an old friend Palooza. Um, uh, so I don't remember the thir- I don't know the thirteen one. Matt McGill. I almost went with Matt McGill. <laughs> he, oh, he he got in the doghouse so fast. Too. Was- <laughs> All right. Uh, Hiroki Kuroda and Hyunjin Ryu are the two oldest pitchers who made their major league. Baseball debuts with uh, the Dodgers since 2008. Can Eric name the next oldest pitcher on that list? Okay. Um, I almost literally just read the answer right. <laughs> so it was funny. I was I was gonna pick Hiroki Kuroda for the previous one, but he he actually debuted before Kershaw because it was earlier in 2008. So that's he was on my mind earlier. Um, is that a way of me stalling? Yes. Um, the next oldest pitcher. So, ugh. man, this is a starter. Yes. If for that game, yeah. I'm on a um, triple checking for you. So, okay. 
let's think about this. No. Yes, starter. All right. Um, <laughs> I have my hint for you if you don't get it. Um, I um, let's think here. Uh, oh man. Let's no. I don't know. I remember how old he was. No, I don't think this is true. I, I'm just going to go back to Brock Stewart because I can't think of one. Nope. I'm going to. Yeah. My hint to you is I'm going to give you the other pitchers in this game for the Dodgers. Oh God. Okay. Brandon League, Paco Rodriguez, Brian Wilson, Jimmy Wright, Kenley Jansen. Okay, so this was 2012. Um, uh, double checking for you. Ish. Yeah. Uh, um, f- no, 2014. 14. Paco Rodriguez was still around in 14. Okay. <laughs> 2014. Um, oh boy. Um, wait. No, he was the earlier year. Dang it. Um, <laughs> Can I give you one other hit? Because it's a good one. I, uh, yeah, I can't think I of it. Double I checked say, this. I, I loaded say, this player's uh, baseball ref. He has a yeah. career ERA plus of 197 with a sample size of this one game. <laughs> What? Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. And I, I also, you know, if you had asked me, is was this name ever a Dodger? I would have said no. I don't know who that is. Oh boy. Okay. So, man, I am, I am flummoxed here. Oh, um, wait a minute. Oh. Two thousand Red Patterson. There you go. Nice. Yes. <laughs> good good on you his only game i think that was in minnesota i don't remember it was anyway, yeah yeah uh bobby miller turned 24 in april he will not be close to the youngest dodger pitcher who made their debut since kershaw debuted in 2008 julio Urias was 19 and kershaw was 20 can eric name the next three dodger pitchers uh in age who made their debuts at age 21 and this is 2008 on uh yes uh yes okay um let's go with dustin may yep um uh, trying to think of oh boy um yeah this is this is tough. Um, was Nate Eovaldi 21? Yep. Okay. Um, I might need the year on the last one. 2018. Ugh. This is, okay. uh, there's a, there's a wrinkle to this one. Okay. Uh, was, all right. Was it not a starter? Or was it just this? It was, a, they started. All right. Um, uh, 2018. Trying to p- remember that staff. Like, obviously, there's a lot of overlap, but like, my mind is is absolute mush right now. Um. So, who would have come up that year? I, I'm. I don't think I have it. I'm. I'm tapping out. Currently on the team. My last time to you. Currently on the team. Um. Hold on. All right. May no longer be a starter, and maybe was not a starter for very long. Yeah, I, it's still. I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you, my brain is much right now. Yeah, okay, no, so I, I, like this yeah. name, uh, Caleb Ferguson. 
Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, you did good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I mean, I think Red Patterson buys you a lot of. Yeah, that's true. A lot of credit there. Yeah. In 2021, the Dodgers had 30 pitchers who finished at least one game. In uh, 2022, the Dodgers had 24. So far this season, 13 Dodger pitchers have finished a game. For the contest, name the number of pitchers who finish a game for the Dodgers at the All-Star break. Uh, none, because there's no games during the All-Star break. Yay, we both win. By the All-Star break, uh, okay. editorialize. All right. All right, so 13 now. We got about, uh, what, I think it's like 37 games before then. Something like that. I don't remember. Uh, no, 41. Whatever it is. Um, I'm going to say 18. I was going to say 20. There you go. All right. 19 coming up. Of course. Since 2016, the most Grand Slam home runs the Dodgers have hit in one season is 11 in 2021. So far in 2023, the Dodgers have hit six, including two each from Max Muncy and James Outman. For a second contest question, what? How many Grand Slams did the Dodgers hit in 2023? Unprecedented. That's not really unprecedented. Um, okay, so you want to go first on this one? 20, no. <laughs> uh, and you'll say 18. We'll be, yeah. We'll be. yeah. Uh, let's see. How about nine? Nine is a good number. Um, they're currently at six. And so Jacob, folks, is basically saying the Dodgers are going to just collapse. Look, you can't hang Grand Slams if, you know, every batter is hitting a home run. And so so I'm going to, I'm going to obviously go way higher and say 10. Yep. (laughs) The, now we're going to have nine, but then like one weird one where someone gets passed on the bases. It'll be, it'll be like the the Cody Bellinger (laughs) Colorado. And then, yeah, exactly. The 2023 Oakland A's are off to the wor- their worst start in their 124 season history. At mm. 10 and 38, no athletics team in Philly, Kansas City, or until this year, Oakland has ever had such a poor record approaching the one third mark of the season. Along with the ongoing move to Las Vegas, is there anything a loyal A's, uh, A's fan can grab onto this season about their team? I think their their best course of action in trying to find hope is is like every single new report that comes out there. No, really, we have another, this other new land deal in Vegas that's binding. Mm-hmm. And then like every single time that falls through and then like lawmakers from like in Nevada are like, we're not giving them this money. They're stupid. And then, so it, it, I think their best, it's going to be a painful process, but I think it gets to the point where um, like the, the A's bungled this so badly that the owners just have to sell because they're just like, we're, we're not being, we're not able to do this. And then someone swoops in and, and buys them and keeps them in Oakland somehow. I think that is their, the really the best way I do enjoy the A's fans. I mean, it's an impossible situation, but they are doing their best at like basically telling the ownership group to F off. Like they, they bring signs to the games. I know the, the, the drum, they're not doing the drums, which is like a huge bummer. I oh man, so I forgot who tweeted this. I saw it the other day, but they referred to the Coliseum as the the last dive bar in MLB, and like that's like such a great description for it. Like kind of ratty stadium, but like really good vibes. Like the the crowd there is awesome. Um, 
so like yeah it's it's rough man like i i just i think the, their best bet is that the ownership um decides to sell and then they find someone who can keep them in oakland but other than that it is it is brutal questions from right, most important question the food question do you prefer nuts roasted and eaten by themselves or as an ingredient in some other food like a salad baked item candy or something else i have a strong opinion on this you want you want to go first no i want i want to i don't oh. i don't want to spoil it so so my first thing is uh almost never nuts in a salad like that's no yeah. um yeah. There, there, I, well, the other thing is I don't like walnuts. <laughs> Those are like the most common or one of the most common nuts and stuff. So uh, I like just eating uh, roasted or whatever kind of nuts, peanuts, almonds. Not a nut. Uh, nut. Almonds on a nut or peanuts no, on a peanuts nut? peanuts on a nut. All right. All right, weirdo. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, pine. No, uh uh, wait, is pistachio considered a nut? Then or I no? believe so. I believe it's yeah. a tree nut, but so I just I like I would I would say that, but then I thought about it and like like I'm counting peanuts, but like I'm gonna say in candy is also great. Like like Mr. Goodbar's great. Um, uh, Almonds aren't actually nuts. I lied. Huh. Well, I'm counting it because I think that's the spirit of the question, but. <laughs> um but yeah almond joy though sucks so like i, I get that um but yeah i i think if i had pistachio is not a nut it's probably just eating uh almonds peanuts and pistachios by themselves but and i think the uh kind of these are uh you know botanical definitions i think culinarily sure. we can call them all yeah nuts. yeah yeah i think this is nuts anyway what, what's your strong opinion sorry uh i like uh, like almonds and pistachios, which apparently are nuts. Um, this is what I get for trying to be panatic on peanuts. Yeah, exactly. uh, but I don't think I, I'm trying to think of anything I like with nuts in them other than just them on their own. There's something about, I like their texture, but I never find it meshes with anything else. Yeah. Like I'm okay with like, like marzipan, like when it's made into like a paste, uh, you know, pesto or whatever. But I'm, I'm, when I, I'm taking this question as, uh, maybe chopped a little bit, but still in its solid yeah. form. What What about kung pao chicken? No, you don't like the nuts in there. I don't. I don't like kung pao chicken. Just, just generally, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. I get that. I also don't like nuts in um, cookies or brownies for the most part. Which is oh yeah, no, it's a candy bar straight store. forbade. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm like I'm sure there's an exception that I'm not thinking about. And I and back to if you modify it enough, I'm I'm okay with like nut flavored ice cream, sure. but not in ice cream. Yeah. Uh, oh, I saw uh, something the other day. Blue Bell, I believe, mm-hmm. in, which is in Texas. Um, there they came out with a, I believe it's a Dr Pepper float <laughs> ice cream. So like they infuse that yeah. flavor into ice cream. And me as as a connoisseur of Dr Pepper, I think that's too far. Like I, <laughs> a, I would rather just put like vanilla ice cream. But Metro Dr. Sports Pepper. Bar and Grill immediately on the phone on how they can import this product. That's right. But that said, I would obviously try it. Um, so yeah, go everyone, uh, go out there, get your giant bag of almonds, and if someone tells you a nut, just smack them upside the head with the bag. <laughs> and no, um, yeah, enjoy your nuts. Uh, enjoy us being nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and 
we'll you know go get some uh, Dr. Pepper ice cream, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, everybody.